praise the Lord and a very good evening to us all. I, I do add my voice to welcome us to this evening glory. And as we proceed, let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful, Lord, for your faithfulness that has kept us until this moment, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity that we have again to sit at your feet and continue to learn from you. Lord, I pray that as you speak to us this evening, may you open our inner ears, Lord, to receive your word with gratitude this evening, oh God. And I pray that may your message be a blessing to us, Abba Father, especially as you remind us about your covenant, your everlasting lasting covenant for your children, Abba Father. So speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, as the leader has told us, our topic this evening is Abraham, the covenant of blessing and redemption. The covenant of blessing and redemption that we are seeing through the life of Abraham. And the reading is Genesis chapter 12 uh, the first three verses. Uh, let me read briefly from the New King James. It says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The word of the Lord. Friends, allow me uh, to begin by explaining briefly what a covenant is. A covenant is an earthbound relationship between two or more parties. It is a binding agreement. Unlike a promise, which only gives an assurance concerning someone or something, a covenant is binding, and it normally has signs and ceremonies that accompany it. Also, a covenant may you know, resemble a contract in a way, but the difference between the two is that a contract does not base on relationships, but a covenant is grounded on relationships. And so as we share about the covenant of blessing and redemption, I want us to keep it at the back of our minds that a covenant speaks about a relationship. And this is none other than, you know, God, uh, you know, uh, relating with man and it is a binding agreement that we are going to see between him and his servant, Abraham. But this covenant also translates to us today who believe and trust in him. Now, um, when we look at Genesis chapter 12, we actually see a twist of events. You know, from chapter 3 of Genesis, we see the fall of man. We see the corruption of the human nature. When you follow through, you, you, after the fall of man, we see Cain murdering Abel in chapter 4. We see how the Bible describes how wicked man you know, was in chapter 6. And this is followed by the great flood that swept the entire, you know, uh, the earth, the earth, 
but only Noah and his family was actually rescued. And uh, in chapter 11, we see the story of the Tower of Babel, where people were seeking greatness for themselves and nothing concerned with the Lord God Almighty. But uh, flipping over to chapter 12, we see a ray of hope. We see God's move to redeem man from the corruption that we see uh, from Genesis 3 uh, through to Genesis 11. Now, the Lord speaks to Abraham. The Lord you know, highlights something that is concerning the future of humankind to this man that he calls to himself, and that is Abraham. We want to look at some interesting facts about the covenant that God makes with Abraham that all of us today who look to him, we actually consider Abraham as the father of faith simply because of how he related with the Lord God Almighty and through the relationship that he had with God. Today, you and I as God's children, we are benefiting from it. Now, when you, when you see how it begins in uh, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord had said to Abraham, meaning that actually this promise was made to Abraham uh, prior to chapter 12. Uh, the writer of the book of Acts helps us to know that God's promise to Abraham was made before they moved on to Aaron. Uh, Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7, uh, from verse 2 says, And he said, Brethren and fathers, listen, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Haran and said to him, get out of your country and from your relatives and come to a land that I will show you. And so you realize that the promise was actually made to Abraham uh, before he came to Haran. That was when he was still living with the father's family in the land of Ur that is recorded in Acts as Mesopotamia. And that is why in, uh, in verse 29 of chapter 11, we see that then Abram and Nahor took, actually verse uh, 31, it says that, And Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, the son of Aaron and his wife, and they went out with them from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. And they came to Aaron and dwelt there. When you look at verse 31, uh, their goal was to go to the land of Canaan. But when they reached Aaron, they settled there. But then uh, the father of Abram, Terah, died in Aaron. And later on in, verse, uh, in chapter 12, we see now Abraham uh, departing in accordance to the word of the Lord that came to him and leaving the land of Aaron and going to the promised land. Now, there are some things, friends, that are so interesting, some facts that are interesting about this covenant that God makes with Abraham that I want to highlight uh, to us this evening as a way of reminder of God's covenant to his uh, people. 
The first thing is God's selection of Abraham. God's selection of Abraham was not because of anything Abraham had done, but it was purely an act of grace. When we see the, the previous chapters, uh, how things have been happening and how God calls Abraham to himself, there is nothing that is recorded that Abraham did that was deserving of God's blessing upon his life. The idea of blessing Abraham and making him a blessing was there for God's own initiation. He is the initiator of the blessing and the redemptive plan that we are talking about. And so we need to note that the work of redemption is, an, is something that God himself, he alone initiates, he does it, and accomplishes it without our efforts as human beings. So we see even in chapter 15 that when God ratified this covenant, Abraham was deep asleep. He was not awake. So he did not do anything to deserve God's call upon his life, to deserve God's blessing upon his life, to deserve this relationship that was an act of grace. So when we are reflecting on the covenant of the Lord God Most High, we need to remember that God's covenant with his people is totally dependent on his grace, and it is not about what we have done for him. And that is the first thing that we need to note. Then secondly, the Lord shows Abraham his mercy as Abraham responds to uh, to this covenant, you know, God extended mercy to Abraham along his journey. We are told that Abraham, through God's promise, as we see in chapter 12 of, from verse 1, Abraham was directed to leave his country, his family, the father's house, and go to a land that God had promised to show him. But instead, when they begin the journey, from chapter 11, 31, that we see there. We see Abraham responding to the call of God. But as he responds, he travels along with his father uh, and his nephew, Lot. God had told him to leave his father's house. God had told him to leave you know, uh, his family, to leave his countrymen. But he moves with his father and his nephew, which was actually... Uh, not part of what God had told him. But nevertheless, the Lord did not abandon Abraham because of moving together with these people. The only thing that uh, happened along the way is that it delayed God's plan as they first settled in Aaron, where his father died. And also his nephew, Lot, when they moved together later on, we see conflicts arising between them. And the two had to separate, you know, company with each other. And so amidst all this, uh, with all uh, these other messages that Abraham made, the Lord did not abandon him, but continued to extend his mercy to him, continued to journey with Abraham, 
continue to lead him on, continue to even make other promises along the way as he was journeying with the Lord God Almighty. The Lord didn't uh, consider the, the things that he had done, moving with his father, moving with, uh, with the nephew, as something that warranted him to cut off the covenant blessings as he had uh, proclaimed earlier on. And so we see that God shows Abraham his mercy. The other thing is that God reveals his plan for Abraham through the promises that we have just read in the, in the word. You know, he promised to give him land. He revealed the plan to make Abraham into a great nation. And making him into a great nation uh, speaks concerning the descendants that Abraham would later on have. And he promised also to make his name great and make him a blessing, not only a blessing, but also to, you know, to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. Friends, that was the plan. That was the purpose for God calling Abram from his father's land, from his country into a land that he was yet to show him. And his plan was to lift him up, to give him a land, to make him into a great nation, to make his name great and make him, to bless him and make him a blessing to others. God's blessing on Abraham was not merely for himself, but for the benefit of the whole world, as we see in the word that we have just read. Now, this is opposed, friends, to the plan that the men at the Tower of Babel had. Their desire was to make a name only for themselves, which contradicts the plan that God had for humanity through his servant Abraham. We see in uh, in chapter 11, verse 4, it says, And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Now, they didn't want to be scattered over the face of the earth. They did not, you know, want to mingle with anything outside their own congregation. They wanted to make for themselves a name, but God later on disperses them and gives them different languages that confused them. But as God appears to Abraham, opposed to what was happening at the Tower of Babel, the Lord promises to make for Abraham a great name. And this great name was not for the purpose of Abraham himself, but it was to bring honor and glory to the Lord God Almighty. Friends, these promises were later passed on to Isaac, were later passed on to Jacob, the nation of Israel, and they climaxed in Christ Jesus, the true seed of Abraham, who brought the blessing of salvation to the entire world. The coming of Jesus Christ climaxed this covenant. The covenant that God made with Abraham to bless him and make him into a great nation. It went through the lineage of Israel 
where Jesus Christ actually came uh, through and later on all these promises were climaxed in him. Now, what was Abraham's responsibility in this covenant? What role did Abraham have as far as the covenant that God was making with him was concerned? The first thing, friends, is for him to set himself apart, for him to get out of his country, of his family, and of his father's house. The Lord was willing to do all these that he had spoken to Abraham, but Abraham was required to get out of his, out of his countrymen, to get out of his father's house. Friends, obedience to God involves leaving one thing in order to receive another, which is even much better. Abraham responded to this call upon his life by leaving his home, by leaving his countrymen, by separating himself, by setting himself apart. And as he set himself apart, that was how he was able to benefit from the covenant that God was making unto him. The Lord made him a great man. The Lord fulfilled all the promises that he had made unto him. And when we talk about Abraham today, he is not only revered amongst the Christian you know, fraternity, but also Muslims trace their faith back to the man Abraham. And, and that uh, brings me to this you know, uh, call upon our lives. You and I, who believes and trust in Jesus Christ today, we are descendants of Abraham, not because we are born Israelites. Let me tell you, friends, this covenant that God was making to Abraham and to his descendants was not about the children of Israel that were going to be born as Israelites, but it was the children of Israel who would later on follow in the same faith, who would believe in the Lord, and which is you all who are of the house of faith are partakers of this divine covenant. And as partakers of this divine covenant, obedience is required of you and I for us to benefit from the covenant that God made uh, to his servant Abraham. We are his descendants and we draw from the blessings that Abraham received from the Lord God Almighty. Now, for us to, uh, to play our part in this covenant relationship, we need to set ourselves apart. There are things that we love in this life. There are things that we really desire, and maybe they are very, very special to us. But the Lord calls us to, to, to leave them so that we may embrace him and walk with him. And in so doing, that is when we are able to experience the blessings that come 
uh, through this covenant relationship. The redemption that comes through this covenant relationship. What is it that God could be prompting you to, to lay aside so that you may walk with him? so that you may experience his love, so that you may experience his redemption, so that you may experience his blessings. When Abraham obeyed the Lord and left his people, friends, it was not an easy thing, but he had to leave. And in letting go, the Lord lifted him up. When we obey the Lord, the Lord is exalted in our lives but he also exalts his very own. Now, friends, as Abraham obeyed, he didn't struggle to build a name for himself. He only obeyed what the Lord told him. And in obedience, we see God making this man a very great man. There is nobody who became as great as Abraham, the friend of of God simply because he obeyed and let go his family and he embraced the Lord, the promises of God for his life and for his future. He did not try to make a name for himself, but as he obeyed the Lord, the Lord made him great. When we obey God, even when we don't struggle to build for ourselves, you know, names, when we do not struggle to be great people. But through that act of obedience, we cannot help but experience the greatness that God gives unto his children. When we try to build a name for ourselves, like the men at the Tower of Babel, what comes up is that the Lord disperses us and we lose out. The names that we want to actually build turns out to be uh, for shame, instead of a blessing. But when we follow the example of Abraham and just obey the Lord, the Lord establishes us. And the name that God, you know, gives us, the name that God builds concerning his children is an everlasting name that no circumstance, no situation can ever make you less what God has made you. Throughout the journey of Abraham, throughout his life, his name has remained great. Through the changing scenes of life, the different experiences that Christianity has gone through on the face of the, the earth, let me tell you, friends, Abraham's name has remained great. And that is what God does in the lives of his children who hearken to his voice and let go the pleasures of this world, but connect to him. When God lifts them, when God elevates them, when God raises their names, there is no man who can ever put them off, but they continue to shine even after they have left this world. And it is my prayer that as Abraham obeyed the Lord, as he responded through obedience, 
we shall respond to this call upon our lives and set ourselves apart and consecrate ourselves to the Lord. That as we consecrate ourselves to the Lord, the Lord will lift us in our offices. The Lord will lift us you know, in the different ministries that he has entrusted unto us. And the glory of the Lord will be made manifest. Now, as we lift the name of the Lord higher and higher, God will also be lifting us in different ways. But that comes through sacrificing certain things. Abram had to sacrifice his relationship with his country home. Hallelujah. The second thing after obedience that Abraham had to do as part of his responsibility was to trust in the promise giver, to trust in God, to trust in the Lord God Almighty. Friends, leaving his family, his country, which were actually a source of his security, wouldn't be an easy thing if Abraham had not trusted that God was able to fulfill all that he had promised unto him. Also, going to a land which wasn't known yet to him would not be easy. You know, whatever you have worked for, the, the physical things, the material things that you have acquired over time, you have them. And God is telling you to move to a place that is not known to you. You know, he's promising to give you something that actually you have no clue about at this particular point in time. It is not easy. You know, when God appears to you and tells you, leave that job that you are doing, and he does not give another option that you're leaving that position, to go into this other position. It is not very easy to accept that. But Abraham, uh, when God spoke to him, he did not argue with God. He did not hesitate to respond, but he trusted that because God had spoken, he was able to fulfill that which he had promised. This reminds me of the statement that Apostle Paul makes as he wrote to encourage Timothy. In 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1 and verse 12, he says that no matter how you know, much he suffered, he was not ashamed. Why? Because he knew whom he had believed and he was persuaded that, he was, that the person he had believed, the God whom he had trusted, was able to keep that which he had called. Meted unto him of God's ability to fulfill all that he has. Kept Apostle Paul claiming the gospel message. Now, that he did not know where he was going, but at least uh, he trusted the person who had made the promises unto him. Now, friends, the Bible tells us that God's promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. If we are sure that God has spoken, we do not have any reason to hesitate to do what the Lord has done because he who promises is not man. He is not a son of man to lie. No, our God is a covenant-keeping God. And that is why when Abraham understood he didn't mind about what he was leaving behind, but he trusted the Lord and he walked with the Lord. And later on, we see the fulfillment of these promises. 
in his life. Friends, what a great blessing that we see in this man, Abraham. He had no prior knowledge of this God. Actually, it disturbs me when I see how he responded to God. And yet there was no history of his family worshiping this God. Maybe if we are to look at people like uh, Jacob, who now later on comes in, because his forefathers had a relationship with this God, it was understandable for him to embrace that faith and walk with. But for the man Abraham, his family did not worship this God. God appears unto him when he had no relationship with him prior to this call. But he was able to surrender all and walk with the Lord. When we trust in God, when we respond in faith, God can never fail us, friends. He is not like man who makes promises and he does not fulfill. I pray that whatever it is that God has promised unto us, we shall not look at the current pleasures and we forfeit the children. The blessing that God bestows upon his children cannot be compared to the things that we receive in this world. It is better if God says, let go of this, that you may obtain this. We follow what the Lord is telling us, like Abraham did. The Lord made a covenant of blessing with Abraham, a covenant that revealed his redemption plan for humanity. But it is those who embrace this as Abraham embraced that benefit from it. That is why he says that I'll curse those who curse you and those who bless you shall be blessed. In other words, those who will follow in the same faith as you, they will partake of these covenant blessings. They will enjoy you know, the redemptive plan of the Lord through this covenant. But those who curse you, oh, they will have missed it. And thirdly, friends, Abraham was to be a channel of God's blessings. The Lord said, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. We looked at Abraham's obedience. We looked at his trust in the Lord as part of the responsibility that he had in this covenant, but also it was required of him to be a channel of God's blessings. Now, God was blessing the man Abraham, not for himself, but he was blessing him such that he may become a blessing to the entire world. Friends, that is something that at times we even struggle with as Christians. There are many things that God gives us, but we are inward looking. Whenever we get an opportunity to possess certain things, sometimes we feel like it is our own sweat, it is our efforts, and so we deserve to enjoy it alone. But God tells Abraham that I want you to be a channel of blessing. Whatever blessing that I shall bestow upon you, it is supposed to dribble down to the generations 
that are coming. God does not bless us, you know, for our own benefits. But once God blesses us, he is looking at the beer to those into my life, to those that I come into contact with, into contact with. Am I a channel of God's blessing? Or I receive and it ends with me. Now, Abraham's relationship with God challenges every child of God that if we are partakers of this covenant, you know, promises, then it should not end with us. You have known the truth. Your neighbor next door does not know the truth. May we take it upon ourselves as channels of God's blessing to convey the truth to them. The Lord has blessed us with things that probably uh, others are not privileged to have. He desires that through us, people should experience his love. People should experience his mercy. People should experience his divine you know, provisions. And he is counting on his covenant people, which is actually you and I, because of our relationship with Christ Jesus, who is the climax of these covenant promises uh, that God made to Abraham. And so I want to challenge us this evening. Yes, the Lord in his grace has made these promises, not only to Abraham, but to his descendants as well. And you and I are the descendants of Abraham. We are partakers of this promise. What role are you playing as a child of God within this covenant relationship with God? The Lord has promised to bless, and indeed he blesses. He has promised to grant us a totally new life as he makes our names great, as he lifts us wherever we are. But our exaltation, our being lifted up, is through our relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ today. As the Lord lifts you, what do you think about somebody there who is not privileged to have what you have as a child of God? May it be a burden to us to extend God's covenant promises to others that they as well may be partakers. Now, friends, even with all these, with Abraham's obedience, with his trust in the Lord, with his acceptance to be a channel of God's blessing, you see that he was not a perfect man. Actually, when you continue to read this chapter 12, the verses that are remaining, you know, his flight to Egypt, you see where he lied about Sarai, his wife, that is actually his sister, because he feared that uh, she would be taken away from him. And so he wasn't a perfect man. But what happened is that his heart was open to obey the Lord, to follow what God was doing in his life. Friends, when we, you know, when we look at ourselves and we feel like we should first be perfect before God uses us, we miss out the point because we cannot be perfect on our own accord. It is the transforming power of God in us that changes us. The power of the Holy Spirit that operates in the lives of believers that continues to transform us from one level of glory to another. 
So when Abraham accepted the call, when Abraham received with gratitude these covenant promises and responded, he did not mind about you know, the weaknesses that he had. He continued to work with the Lord, even with those weaknesses. But along the way, the Lord transformed him. The Lord molded him into the person that he desired him to be. Friends, we need to yield to God's work of redemption, regardless of how we feel about ourselves. Do not think that you have the power in yourself to make yourself a perfect person. No, <clears throat> we are all work in progress. But the most important thing is for us to open our hearts in obedience to the Lord, for us to trust in the promises that God has made and to surrender our weaknesses unto him that he may, you know, his strength may be perfected in our weaknesses. And as that happens, friends, whatever the Lord has promised, we shall partake of them. They shall be fulfilled in our lives as we journey with the Lord. There is no single promise that God makes that returns to him void. Just as in Isaiah says that his word shall never you know, return to him void, but will always accomplish every purpose for which he sends it for. But this is the blessing that is enjoyed by people who are in a covenant relationship with God. And so through Abraham, we realize that the covenant that God makes with him, which later on his descendants get to enjoy, were covenants of blessings and redemption. The redemption came through Jesus Christ later on. The blessing we, as we journey with the Lord, we experience them in this life as a foretaste of the glory divine, but it is dependent on how we embrace the promises that God has made unto us. And so let's remember the things that it is an act of grace. We have not done anything just like Abraham had not done anything to deserve. It is an act of grace from the Lord. Let's also remember that it, you know, it, it embraces us regardless of what, you know, who we are, you know, our backgrounds, our fallen state. You know, actually, Jesus Christ made it clear that he did not come for those who are well, but he came for the sick. Now, if you feel weak, if you feel spiritually low, you are the best candidate for this covenant blessing. And God continues to extend his mercy even in our weaknesses. But also, the Lord shows us his great plan when we embrace his covenant promises. But our responsibility is that we should set ourselves apart. We should get out of the things that God continues to convict us to get out from. We should trust in the Lord because he is a covenant-keeping God. As we do that, we need to remember that we are also, you know, channels of his blessings in this world. So wherever God has deployed you, may you continue to be a channel. And as you do that, surrender your weaknesses unto him. Let the Lord perfect that which concerns you. And after it all, our lives in this world shall be blessed. 
we shall experience, you know, fruitfulness in our lives because God promised Abraham that I will make you a great nation that is fruitfulness. I'll bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. All these, we shall experience them in this life and the Lord's glory will be revealed in us and through us. Thank you, friends. May the good Lord bless us all. Let's pray. Father Almighty, we give you glory, praise, and honor. We thank you, Lord, for the promises that we continue to, uh, to, to experience the goodness thereof, which you made through your servant, uh, to your servant Abraham. And now those who put their hope and trust in you continue to enjoy the benefits of God. It is a prayer that, Lord, as your servant did not hesitate to yield and walk with you. May you give us hearts, Lord, that easily yield to your will, that we may continue to partake of these promises, Lord. But also I pray that as we partake of them, may they not end in us, but help us to be vessels, Lord, channels of these, uh, these blessings to the entire world. I give you glory, praise, and honor. For this we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you, Reverend Walter. We bless the name of the Lord for using you as a vessel to bless us this evening. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you to bless your holy name, to glorify you for speaking to us this evening. And we pray that, Lord, you may bless your child, O oh Lord, my master, that you have used as a vessel to bless us, Lord. May you replenish him, O oh Lord, my master, fill his cup to overflow in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, as he has poured himself out, Father, may you refill him in Jesus' mighty name. Refill him in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Refill him in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Refill him in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Bless his family, protect him, O oh Lord, my master. Continue to use him in this generation, O oh Lord, my master, that he shall be a great vessel to bless others as he was sharing. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. Members, uh, Reverend has touched many items about uh, Father Abraham, as we know about him. He has talked, he has talked, he has talked. But the key things that we are going to pray to God to help us also to be partakers of this blessing, he has said that what has touched me most is that Abraham did not make any effort. We are going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we thank you that you loved us before we loved you, Lord. While we were sinners, still sinners, you called us out. While Abraham was still a sinner in from a background that was not even known, that worshipped other gods, still your grace located him. Your grace located him. I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, 
Christ our Lord. You will touch each and every individual here who has logged on and those who had plans of logging on and the fellowship members of this fellowship and the entire church, Lord, that you will locate each one of us, Father, to use us as your channel of blessings in this world, wherever we are in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. And as you blessed Abraham, oh Lord, my master, even when he was not worthy with his human challenges, oh Lord, my master, as we saw in Egypt, oh Lord, and we know the challenges of Haggai, oh Lord. Father, we are also the same. We are human beings. We fail here and there, Lord. But we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. May the power of the Holy Spirit continue bringing us back whenever we fall off, oh Lord, my master. Whenever we fail as human beings, Lord, in our families, Lord, where we fail and shame your name, in our workplaces where we fail and shame your name, Father, always help us, Lord to guide us to back to repentance, O oh Lord, that you may use us as your channels of light in this dark world, O oh Lord, that we may be able even to tap into the blessings as grandchildren of Father Abraham, Lord, my master. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, you will give us the special grace to depend on you, to depend on you in all occasions, Lord, that we shall not trust in our own human strength, Lord. We shall not trust in our books, Lord, my master. We shall not trust in the people we know, oh Lord. We shall not trust in what we see with our human eyes, but we shall only trust in you, oh Lord. And we shall be able to obey you, Lord, my master. Help us obey you every command you give us, oh Lord. As much as Abraham never followed the instructions to Dot, he never left him alone, oh Lord. Father, we pray that even when we fail to obey those commands, oh Lord, and instructions, even when we hear so vividly, Lord, my master, help us, oh Lord, never abandon us, Lord. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, you speak and we hear, but at times we we fail, the flesh fails us, Lord. We pray that you help us, oh Lord. May the blood of the new covenant, Father, always bring us to closer to, oh Lord, my master, as uh, our Father is seated at the right hand of the Father, our intercessor. May he continue interceding for us, Lord, my master, that we become worthy vessels to be used of you, Lord, that we continue to know that your word is yes and amen. You are the God who fulfills promises, Lord. We pray that you give us faith to respond to whatever you tell us, Lord. Abraham was able to respond to, to we are able to tap into the blessings because Abraham had faith, Lord. May you give us just a little seed of faith, oh Lord. Even when the economy is saying this, let us remember Remember what the word of God tells us and we believe in it. Even though we don't have transport, we don't have fuel, we don't have rent, we don't have what to eat, Lord, my master. Let us just have faith that as long as you are with us, we, you will never fail us, oh Lord. We will never fail because of we are with you, oh Lord, my master. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, make us the perfect people, Lord, and broke, oh, very broke to vessel, Lord, in us, oh, Lord, my master. Make us perfect people to be a blessing to this generation, Lord. Make us perfect, Lord, as you called Abraham with his imperfections and made him perfect, Lord. Father, help us as we know, know that we are a work in progress, Lord. You are the molder, we are just 
to declare where we fail, oh Lord, continue to break us, oh Lord, merit us, mold us, and always feed us afresh that we shall be vessels, oh Lord, of the living water, oh Lord, that out of our bellies, Lord, my master, shall flow blessings that will touch our neighbors, will touch our families, Lord, that Lord, my master, we shall have faith, oh Lord, my master, that people will be blessed in our families, they will be healed because we live in those families. Wherever Abraham lived, oh Lord, wherever he dug the wells, oh Lord, the community came and they used that well. Father, help us, King of glory, as the children of Abraham in Jesus' mighty name, that we become wells in our communities, that the thirsty come and drink from us, that we are come and be strengthened from us, oh Lord, because you used Abraham as a blessing, that we shall be a blessing to many people around us and out of us, we Revival shall flow, oh Lord, my master. Out of us, we shall see revival in Africa. Revival, oh Lord, my master, in the whole world. Father, because of Abraham, nation uh, 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 Lot and uh, was rescued, Lord, my master. Because of Abraham, we see many people being blessed. Father, help us, King of glory, that wherever we are, we are your channels, oh Lord, my master. We are the channel of the light, oh Lord. King of kings on our own, we cannot manage, Lord, my master. But we pray that you help us, Lord, that we shall be a treasure wherever we are. We shall tap into the treasure you have for us as children who seek after you, oh Lord. Your word says that we first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The rest shall be added down to us, oh Lord. Help us not to follow what other people are following, oh Lord. People follow the economy, follow the politics, but Lord, the politics, they follow what is happening. Not my master, you tell us we shouldn't follow that, we shouldn't seek that first, but we should seek the kingdom, then the rest will be added unto us. The titles we are looking for, oh Lord, that our permanence can only be given to us, Father, only by your grace and through knowing you, oh Lord. We see the names of let's give angel, Lord, it will never be, it will never die, because he followed you and the rest was added, oh Lord. Help us, Father, to follow you with all our hearts, our souls, and bodies is oh lord and mind oh lord the rest will be added unto us oh lord let it be your kingdom first oh lord my master let whatever we do oh lord we put you first in jesus's mighty name the rest will be added unto us it is our prayer this evening lord that we become your great ambassadors in this wicked world. We become your light in this wicked world, oh Lord, to light for the many, oh Lord. We shall be the light on the mountain, oh Lord, in our offices where we are, in the marketplaces where we are, in the families where we are, oh Lord. Father, if Abraham could save Lord, oh Lord, my master, then how many shall we be able to save, oh Lord? Help us, Father, to represent your kingdom, to be a blessing, to be a great channel as used Abraham to bless the whole world. May you use us as your great channels to touch many lives that are around us, Lord, that many people will come to know you as their Lord and Savior because we live, because we stand with them, because we interact with them. In Jesus' mighty name, we believe and pray. Amen.